What's up, everybody, and welcome to Now Available, the Internet's only streaming service podcast you need to be listening to wherever you get your streaming service podcasts. My name is Adam Howard, and with me as always, Bear Claw himself, Ricky Enger. Bear Claw. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's up? Do you, do you, know, where, uh, do you know where Bear Claw comes from? Some of the dude from New Girl? <laughs> That's my guy. Wait, what, which episode? Which one you... So, so recently, going like jumping right into what we've been watching recently. Recently, me and my fiance Paige, we've fallen down the rabbit hole of New Girl. We just we just got to, uh, we just finished season two. So, ooh, yeah, we only seen Bearclaw once, <laughs> and the one where he, he's like, where Jess is pretending to be Katie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, or and he's like, I can't wait to see her meat bar or whatever. Uh, and then he's breaking down crying in the bathroom at the end oh yeah 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 <laughs> dude so uh so yeah so i so, yeah get right into what we've been watching so on top of the 1500 movies i've watched mm-hmm, i've watched a lot <laughs> yeah so i yeah i finished new girl um and i i'm probably gonna start watching it again because I've I've spent so much time watching it, where it mm-hmm. feels weird when I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I totally I totally get what you're saying because like, I'm just like any free time I have, I'm like I really want to watch New Girl. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so good just to put on and like I don't know, it's like background noise, but then I catch myself watching it. Same thing I was doing with Jersey Shore, but like, it's like a cleaner, more entertaining feeling, I guess. Right. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, for sure, it's it's so good. Season two has like two of my favorite episodes in the whole thing. Uh, okay. the The first time you meet Julius Pepperwood, uh, I think it's episode fourteen. Oh, where uh, we're just teaching the older adults. They think the only kid's yes. like a burger. Dude comes <laughs> in with the fucking hat on, his shitty disguise. He's like thin crust pizza. No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. When he's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I love that episode. That one. That one's hysterical. And then my the, other favorite. The ending, one. where like they think it's the uh, it's the mom, it's his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, because I think that dude's like the murderer or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god. Then my my second favorite episode, probably my favorite episode in the whole show, is toward the end. I think it's episode twenty three, twenty four. It might be the season finale. Uh. The wedding? No, it's um where they are all talking about how they lost their virginity. Oh yeah, that was really funny. That one is great. And then the reason why I like that episode so much is like they use that uh, anything can happen song by uh, Ellie Goulding, and it just okay. it fucking crushes. That is the best episode. I think it's a. St- I think it's like so predictable, but I think it's hysterical that Winston lost his virginity to the to the prostitute. <laughs> and Winston refuses to believe that they're prostitutes. That's fucking best. <laughs> and then when they cut to the flashback, I'm not sure how old they're supposed to be. Probably in like high school, I imagine. <laughs> and, and, and Nick just keeps referring to, or he just keeps talking to the more prostitute. He's like, Mrs. Octopussy. <laughs> Octopussy. <laughs> Fucking dude! Oh my god, I'm so excited for you guys. It's the best fucking it's, show. It's fantastic. 
Uh, what else have you been Fantastic. watching? I watched a lot of movies. <laughs> a lot of movies. Because um, as, as our audience may know, because I've said it a couple times, I like get super excited about the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So they released like the list of nominees, which we'll go through that later on. Um, so I've started trying to make my way through some of the Oscar-nominated movies. So I watched No Man Land on Hulu. I watched Judas and the Black Messiah before that left uh, HBO Max. Um, what was the other? I know I watched another one. Okay, maybe I didn't watch another one. I thought I watched another one. Oh, I before we started recording, I got like halfway through Manka on Netflix. So I'm still working my way through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and those are those are pretty good. Uh, I haven't. There hasn't been one that I've been like crazy in love with yet, as compared to like prior years. I really did like Trial of Chicago Seven. That one was really good. And I, as we talked about last week, Borat's hysterical, <laughs> just hysterical. Um, but yeah, other than that, I also watched like a couple Netflix original movies. Um, I watched Yesterday. Which, if you're not uh, familiar with what that is, it's like a family film on Netflix starring uh, Jennifer Garner and I forget what the the husband character's name is. But it's about where the parents give the kids a yes day, where they say yes to whatever the kids want. Uh-huh. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, and I also watched Moxie, which I uh, was directed by Amy Poehler. Just came out. Did you watch that one? Um, no, I meant to and it's good yeah i keep like every time i turn on netflix i always forget to put it on i'm gonna watch it today it's really really good sweet uh, it's a really strong movie um i also watched stupid crazy uh love with uh steve Carell and ryan gosling mm-hmm. hysterical it's a tr- it's a shame that we have not gotten another movie with those two in it <laughs> it it's just fantastic um it's it's so I love that. I like. I watch the movie and I'm like, I love this movie. That's awesome. It's just so good. Um, like I said, Judas and the Black Messiah. I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, which is a, I believe it's a French film. It's really good too. It's so well done. Um, it's a. If you're not familiar about it or familiar with it, it's set in the. God, I think the 1700s, 1800s, somewhere in there. Okay. In uh. It's about like this, uh, these this lesbian couple and stuff like that, and trying or and kind of like their experience in that time period and whatnot. And it's it's so well done. It isn't French, obviously, but I highly recommend it. It's so good. Um, and then I also watched I watched Ryan the Last Dragon on uh, Disney oh, Plus. Mm. Was that was that looks so good? It's it's really good. It's really good. Um, like all the fight choreography and everything in it, it's a fantastic. The characters are great and stuff like that. And kind of what happens in it is it's, I really like it. It's, I would say it's one of my favorite Disney movies in recent years, but I love a lot of the new, like Disney Pixar stuff that's come out recently. It's all been, they've just been like knocking out of the park. Mm-hmm. Not that they haven't for forever been doing that, but it's really good. Um, yeah, highly recommend checking that out. Um, I think it's it's still it's thirty dollars on Disney Plus right now for like the premium access thing, uh, but you can go see it in theaters uh, as well as um, I think I think it's either in May or June that it becomes it comes to home video in May and then I think it becomes completely free on Disney Plus in June 
I want to say, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah. But uh, after that, that long list, what, what have you been watching recently, Ricky? Um, <clears throat> right. we've, we had a bit of a hiatus, so we had plenty yeah. of time to watch stuff. That little break was, uh, yeah, I was uh, just watching movies. That's when I finished New Girl and stuff. But I watched uh, She's All That, timeless classic rom-com, parodied <laughs> to death, and I had no idea. Like, you've seen this entire movie without ever having to see the movie. <laughs> Um, I watched, uh, (laughs) Failure to Launch, which is, that was the very first movie that I saw by myself in the theater. Um, 2006, it's a Matt McConaughey and, uh, oh yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker rom-com. Uh, (laughs) and oh, is this the one where he's the wedding planner? No, he's, he's like a boat broker, but he lives at home. And so his whole <laughs> shtick is like, his whole he's like thirty five or something. And he lives with his parents, and his whole thing is like, um, you know, I'm dating a girl and everything is going fine or whatever, or it's not fun anymore. He takes them to his house where they meet his parents, and then they're like, "You live with your parents? Like what the fuck?" And then they like break up with him, and like that's his whole thing. That's a shtick. Uh, but so I I saw that movie um when I was in like eighth grade by accident so like (laughs) that was like the cool thing to do when we were all in like that grade it was like oh we either go to the movies or you go ice skating so (laughs) summertime it was go to the movies everyone's going at the earlier show and i get it confused with everyone's going to the late show so i'm the only one there by my damn self (laughs) watching this movie (laughs) Uh, it's like where where is everybody? Yeah, I was like so confused. Cause I'm like, wh- why don't I know? I don't see anybody that I know here. Like, what the fuck? So I end up sitting by myself in the back, and like it was just a weird moment. Uh, That's hysterical. <laughs> so to continue with the rom coms, I watched uh, Wedding Planner. No, no, Wedding Crashers. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just just fucking stupid. Like what a movie. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched, <laughs> I watched Jason X, uh, because I just got added to Netflix too. Oh right, right, yeah. Um, and it's it's still terrible, but I think the it's genius, it's so bad. The genius of it though, is that it's called Jason X. Like it's not even Friday the Thirteenth. They were just like, just drop that completely and make this its own thing. Uh, that that. That movie just, like, I've seen that movie once, and I honestly don't know if I've seen it all the way through or not, but I caught it on, like, Sci-Fi Channel in the middle of the day over the summer at one point or another, and, like, I just remember the scene where he puts, like, the, the campers in, like, the sleeping bag in the simulation thing and yeah. just swings them back and forth against the tree. <laughs> that That was, like, how that movie was supposed to be watched. It's one of those middle of the day, it's sunny out. <laughs> And there's a glare on the TV. Yeah, but he he, like, <laughs> he beats those two campers to death in their sleeping bags, which is like super funny or whatever. Like that's just a, that's a good kill. Um, yeah, because I love the fact that they think the simulation will just slow him down. Yeah, like to be able to escape. Like, <laughs> he just oh. like yeah, he'll he'll fall he'll fall victim to the the simulation. Um, and then I watched oh, 
I forgot a bunch of. Oh, I watched Coming to America. Um, the the new one or the original? The original one. But that I haven't watched so the new good. one yet. Yeah, uh, so I got to get around I, to that. I've seen that movie once. Like in the like, I watch it. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And then like, I constantly catch myself like thinking about random moments in the movie and just thinking it's hysterical. <laughs> and we'll just go and watch the clips on YouTube. Yeah. Like in particular, I think the funniest part is um, uh, sexual chocolate in their concert and Randy <laughs> Watson. It's like my favorite part of that movie. It's it's what a treat, Eddie Murphy. What a treat. Um. Mm-hmm. So then the, the most important movie that I watched, and I've watched it twice, uh, was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, yeah. So I watched the first hour of that, that or so, and I haven't. I, I, that was the night it came out, and I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> Dude, I'm just hoping we'll spin that for HBO Max. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping for. Dude, it's awesome. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, from what I've seen of it so far, it's it it's so much better than the theatrical plot because I love how it. Honestly, like the the screen, Superman scream isn't the perfect perfect uh, thing in the world, but I love how like it kind of opens with that going throughout the world, and then you open in like this, um, like Batman setting up camp, and you get like this beautiful shot of like all these like glacier sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Like the cinematography is amazing in it. Um. The only, my big thing is like, and this is, this is not just this movie, but any like Zack Snyder movie I've seen, is I hate how the CGI looks in his movies, because it like, it looks so fake with the way like the the colors are done and everything like that, mm-hmm. and it looks really video gamey and like you're you can tell they're not green screen and whatnot. It's like this is really bad. <laughs> like, that's like I think Zack like in my mind I think if Zack Snyder is a better filmmaker if it like didn't include that. Like, if he was back in, like, the 80s or 90s with, like, practical effects and everything like that, I think it would have been a different story, but that's just that's just my thing, is I can't get over, like, some of this CGI and how it looks in, like, any Zack Snyder movie. Not even just, like, the terrible video gamey stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. Just in general. That's my, like, biggest gripe with this stuff, is because I just don't vibe with, like, the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does have a really, <laughs> like, unique look to it. Now, when you really think about it, yeah, but the the cinematography, especially in the beginning, like the opening credits, is fucking incredible. When it's, it's him it's walking, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it just, and it, I like it. It just gives a lot more context to like everything. Uh, yeah, throughout and throughout the whole movie, that's really like the whole thing of it. It's like everything has more weight to it. You understand what's happening, and like you mm-hmm. actually give a shit about like the characters. Where in the other one, you might not because you don't have that information to like. Uh, do yeah. I really care about Cyborg and all his stupid problems? Well, what stupid problems mm-hmm. does he have? But you never find out in the theatrical one where this one it's like, oh, okay, there's a like motivation and shit. Yeah, the Justice League theatrical cut might be one of like the worst movies I've seen. <laughs> it's just so bad because like it opens with Batman chasing the Parademons, and I hate it because mm-hmm. it it has the same problem with the CGI and everything like that. I'm like, this looks like garbage, <laughs> and like I can't like I try to. For whatever reason, I, I own that movie on, like, Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I own it. It's on my shelf out there. I tried to watch it, like, a second time at one point. Because uh, only, I've only seen it theaters. I tried to watch it a second time. And I just, like, seen I'm like, nope. We're, gonna, we're just going to shut this thing off and go back to what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, 
What there was another? I watched one more movie. Oh, I watched Watchmen. That was the other one that I watched. The other Zach. Oh, Snyder movie. gotcha. And it's the same. Yeah, the same exact CGI. Like the way that everything is. Mm, yeah, that one's that one's super stylized though, so it's a little bit more acceptable. Whereas, like, you get this beautiful sweeping CGI and or CGI cinematography in uh, in the Snyder kind of Justice League. And then you get like this awful, like looking CG fight scene on Pit Mascara, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, and then also that like really badly composed Lex Luthor in the um, the oh, whatever yeah. chamber it was. It was I watched it. I'm like, this looks like something I'm doing in five minutes. <laughs> it's so bad. The, the first time I didn't really notice. Like I noticed it was him. Obviously, I, like I was paying attention and shit, but I was like, something about this doesn't look right. But then the second time when I watched, I was like, oh, this really looks like horrible. I don't understand what's happening here. It looks like they took took a scene with him into Premiere Pro and kicked up the opacity around around yeah, yeah, him just and just bit. like feathered it and put him in the shower <laughs> that they recorded before. Yeah, damn, I could do that shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been all I've been watching. Uh, really just catching up on old yeah. stuff, rewatching old stuff or watching new stuff. I'm excited. This week we got Godzilla. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think Invincible starts on Friday too. Hell yes, it does. Oh, and then the new, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot about it. Like Friday comes and then they're like oh it's out and then my boss texts me and she's like did you watch Falcon yet and I was like oh I totally forgot but so I watched it that night and then I watched it again in the morning I was like oh this is really good like the two characters I probably care about the least uh, like I know everyone likes um, the Winter Soldier that Sebastian Stan yeah they, when they like that movie too Captain America Winter Soldier yeah that one might be my least favorite. Like, something about it, I just... I don't know, I don't see... Are you saying the least favorite of the Captain America movies or the least favorite MCU movie? It might be my least favorite MCU movie. Something I have about it, I just can't three it. words for you. Three <laughs> words for you. Thor Dark World. Oh, well, okay, that one too. Those two are... They're tied for and bottom the, for me. I, <laughs> I'm, I'll rewatch that's it, one of the, I don't remember... That's one of the... Best, best MCU movies. Dude, that's what everyone it's says. It's so They're good. Like, did we watch the same movie? Because I remember not enjoying it whatsoever. <sighs> I'm, I'll rewatch it for the, for you, for you, and for Thank the fans. You. I will yeah. rewatch it. Thank but you. As of right now, it's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> yeah. So that that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also. So did you see that starting April 2nd, select Regal Theaters are going to start reopening? Ooh, no. And then they're rolling out after that. So that's really exciting because Regal's like one of the bigger chains, and I know some of the Tinseltown or like AMC and stuff like that have already been open for a while. Mm-hmm. And now we've got such nice weather, drive-ins are opening back up, so it's nice to see that movie theaters are, or movies are coming back. Whoa. I might. I don't think I'm going to go to the drive-in a lot. That would be very sick. Because mm-hmm. then, I, yeah, you know, before I didn't like going to the drive in because I was like, oh, it's too hot and sticky, or my windshield is always dirty, or whatever. But now it seems like the best the best plan. Yeah, it it's really does. Cube. Yeah, because I know, I know a drive in 
near well it's kind of near you and near me it's um they're doing tom and jerry and then oh shit what was the other one tom and jerry and then space jam after that and then they're also doing nobody in the news of the world as well this weekend is it the transit one it's not the transit one that one's kind of far is it uh, it's in uh the it's uh the vintage driving nav on oh that's kind of far i I always forget (laughs) how far away you are Well, there's another one closer to us that has one of the screens is Nobody and Promising Young Woman, and then the other one is um, Tom and Jerry and Wonder Woman, 1984. Ooh. Ooh. I, I really want to see Promising Young Woman. I want to see that so bad. I want to see it, too. Now it's only five ninety nine to rent um, on on streaming services, and then it just also came out on Blu-ray. Ooh. So, so pick your poison. <laughs> pick your poison. <laughs> but speaking, speaking of promising young woman, we have the 2021 Oscar nominees. They they came out, and Ricky, as we were talking about before, I'm a sucker for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready? Are you ready to kind of hear what we got going on for the Oscars? I'm. I am. Do you want to start? Do you want to start with the big stuff, or do you want to start with the the smaller awards first and work our way up? Uh, whichever you, whichever you want. Okay. Pick your points. I'm going to start with the smaller, the smaller ones. <laughs> so for sound, for sound design and stuff like that, we have Greyhound, which is on Apple TV, Mank on Netflix, News of the World, which you have to go buy or rent, uh, Soul on Disney Plus, and then The Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Costume design, Emma on HBO Max, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Mank, both on Netflix. Mulan on Disney Plus, and then Pinocchio, uh, which is Guillermo, I believe Guillermo del Toro's version, which you have to either pay for or rent. And then for visual effects, Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, which is on Netflix, Mulan and the one and only Ivan on Disney Plus, and Tenet. Tenet's only nomination, I believe, though. Really? It only had, I believe it's only that one, yeah, which is, which sucks, but it's what it is. And then makeup and hairstyling, Emma on HBO Max, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Mink on Netflix, and then Pinocchio as well. And then we've got film editing, The Father, A Promising Young Woman, both have to either go see in theaters or rent. Then we got Nomad Land on Hulu, The Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime, and The Trial of Chicago 7 on Netflix. Production design, we have The Father, uh, News of the World and Tenet. Then we have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Mink on Netflix. And then music, original song, we have Fight for You, Judas and the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice, Trial of Chicago 7, uh, Eurovision Song Contest, uh, the song from that. It's like the name of the song is Who's a Vic or something like that. Yeah. And then Seen, The Life Ahead, those three movies are all on Netflix currently. And then Speak Now, uh, which is from One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime. And then music original score, we got Defy Bloods and Mank on Netflix, Minari and News of the World, Rent Wherever, and then Soul on Disney Plus. Animated features, we have Onward and Soul on Disney Plus. We have Over the Moon and a Shaun the Sheep movie Farmageddon on Netflix, as well as Wolfwalkers, which is on Amazon or not Amazon, on Apple TV. Uh, cinematography, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Trial of Chicago Seven. 
No Man Land on Hulu, and News of the World. Uh, writing for original screenplay, we have Judas and the Black Messiah, Trial of Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, and Minari. Uh, writing for adapted screenplay, we have Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father, No Man Land, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger, which is on Netflix. Uh, actress in a supporting role, Maria Bakalova for Borat, subsequent movie film on Amazon Prime. We have Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy and Amanda Seyfried for Mank, both on Netflix. Then we have Olivia Coleman for The Father, and I'm not sure. Uh oh, he's gone. We lost him. Oh, he's coming back. Here he comes. There we go. I'm back. I don't know what happened. It just went. Dude, every time. It got so, every it got time. so bored of me reading the Oscar nominations that it killed itself. Your computer's just like, Discord's I'm just like, no. the Oscars and turned off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so the, the person's name for Minari is Yan Yu Wen, I think is how you pronounce it, but I'm not positive. I'm sorry if I if I completely butchered it. If you're listening, like, I'm sorry. Brand. Yeah. Um, and next, this is the honestly the most interesting ca- category for me because it's, like it's a very strange category. So this is for actor in a supporting role. Uh, we have Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, which for the Emmy, or not the Emmys, the Golden Globes, he's nominated for Best Lead Actor uh, as opposed to Supporting Actor. And then we have Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah, which she is the lead character in the movie, but nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which Daniel uh, Kaluuya, also Judas and the Black Messiah, Best Supporting Actor, which he won at the Golden Globes. So it's really weird that Two lead actors, or considered lead actors, were nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I think it's very strange. Uh, do you think they're doing that to, like, spread around who wins? That was my thing, is I was wondering if they are doing that, but I don't know. That's really weird. It's very strange, because um, in actor Supporting Role, we also have um, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, which is on Amazon Prime, and then we have Paul... Paul Reiki, I think, is his name from Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah, it's really it's really weird because I'll I'll just jump to actors in a lead role because we have Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal um, on Amazon Prime, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Gary Oldman for Bay, for Mank, both on Netflix, Anthony Hopkins the Father, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. Um, so it's it's really weird because I think because I wonder if they're they're trying to get Sasha Baron Cohen the win by doing best supporting actor mm-hmm. and then having Chadwick Boseman for lead actor. Cause Sasha Baron Cohen was really good in, in, um, in trial of Chicago seven, but I don't know if that's kind of what they're going for or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting to kind of see what, what's going on there, but, um, it's interesting. I think and I then, need to watch that one. It's, it's Ma Rainey's sounds... black bottom or trial of Chicago seven, Chicago seven. It seems like, what is it's it like a period so, piece or something? Yeah, it's so well done. It's about um, the protests and stuff like that of uh, the uh, at the Democratic National Convention in 1968, and how these um, seven people were charged with uh, with like conspiracy to cross state lines and cause like riots and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. It's really fascinating. It's got an amazing cast in it. Um, uh, Eddie Redmayne, who plays Newt's commander, is one of the characters in it. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen's in it. Mark Rylance is in it. Um, J- Joseph Gordon, 
Gordon Levitz is in it. Um, who else is in it? I'm trying to think other people are in it, but it's 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 a really good movie. It's really well done. Aaron Sorkin's the one that does it, or is both writer and director on it. So it's it's a really good movie. Ooh. Yeah, I'm check yeah. that out. Oh, and um, oh, I forget his name, but the guy who plays uh, Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen series on HBO, oh, uh, he's in it too. The dude that plays, he's gonna be in the new Candyman movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, what the hell guy. is his name? I don't know. Well, I know it, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's... I just saw something with him in it, too, where he was talking. And I was like, oh, I need to remember his name because I like that dude. He's really good in, in Watchmen. Yeah, it's and Yaha it's... Abdul Mateen II, I believe. I hope I didn't butcher his name. Because he's also going to be in The Matrix 4, too. Oh! Yeah, Let's so that's going to be interesting. Too. <laughs> yeah. So there's that's a stack. He's like pretty stacked in the roles he's playing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So going going back to the the list of nominees, we have three more categories. We have actress in a leading role, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of Woman. Both those are on Netflix. And then we have Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, and then Frances McDormand for No Man Land. Uh, both those are on Hulu. And then we have Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And then for directing, we have Thomas Finterberg for Another Round, which is a um, a Danish film with, oh God, what's his name in it? The guy that plays like Dormammu's henchman in, in Doctor Strange. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, it's Mads, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. Um, as well as Chloe Zhao uh, directed No Man Land. Nomadland, and both those films are on Hulu right now. David Fincher directed Mank. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung directed Minari. And then Emerald Fennell directed Promising Young Woman. And then for Best Picture, we have, uh, from currently on Netflix, we have Mank in The Trial of the Chicago 7. Then on Amazon Prime, we have Sound of Metal. Um, we have Nomadland on Hulu. Then we have the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, as well as Promising Young Woman, uh, nominated for, for Best Picture. So there's seven, I believe it's seven or eight nominees this year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nominees this year. Yeah, so it's a pretty, there's there's a lot of lot of nominees. Um, there's quite a few movies that uh, are in a lot of categories. Mank has 10 nominations, I believe, this year, which I believe is the most. Jesus. Yeah, so... Yeah, so check those movies out if you got any of those streaming platforms. Um, maybe we'll end up doing one, uh, one sometime in the future. Uh, and some of the movies you can actually find in theaters if you have theaters open around you too, because they're putting that in along with like older stuff and newer stuff too. That's sick. Yeah, I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. for the theaters. That's gonna be um, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, they're coming back. They're coming back. It's exciting. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, Ricky, do is you it, want? Is it time? So, so it's it's just about time, Ricky. Let me just pull this one thing up quickly. <laughs> oh yeah. So for the people listening and or watching, we've just we are gonna break this show up into segments. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 our first our first segment which now you can support uh, with a shirt 
is going to be Enter the Matrix. And in all the shirts right now on our shop are currently uh, only $13 as opposed to $20. So go save some save some money over there. We've got Enter the Matrix. we got the real season was the friends we made along the way. We have I'm All Right with Being the Bad Guy Now Available. We have Oof. <laughs> we have In Odd We Trust. And we have uh, Watch the Stand or Keep Watching Jersey Shore. <laughs> Hang on. All right, hold me. Let's head to the Matrix real quick. Let me show the people this. <laughs> this is the bit for Enter the Matrix right here. And unfortunately, okay. I can't figure out how to put ourselves over top of it. So you have to deal with that. All right. What's funny, it's still funny to me, about this stupid Watch the Stand shirt design. One, I still haven't watched the stand. Two, in the... In the meme, the first picture is me from like either this year or last year, and the other one is from like 2011. <laughs> <So> <laughs> ten years of fucking old. <laughs> Holy shit, that's that's funny. That's comedy right there. Yeah, and for all that that stuff, you can get it in shirts, stickers, uh, phone cases. Whatever, whatever you might like, except large art or large wall prints, because I haven't made the the photos big enough to support that format, or so it keeps telling me. <laughs> so funny. All right, all right. Let's enter the matrix. Let's enter the matrix. All right, what do you got for us? Okay, so this week we're watch we watched Flubber on Disney Disney Plus which was directed by Les Mayfield. It was produced by John Hughes and Ricardo Mestres. Screenplay by John Hughes, which I didn't know until I started watching the movie. Crazy. Didn't know that either. It seems nuts, yeah. It actually makes a lot of sense to, to one of the points I'll bring up later. And it's uh, based on a situation by, of gravity by Samuel W. Taylor and the absent-minded professor um, by Bill Walsh. It stars Robin Williams, Marcia, Gay Harden, Christopher McDonald, Raymond J. Barry, or Raymond J. Barry, Clancy Brown, Ted Levine, and Jody Benson. Um, it was released November 16, 1997 in Pennsylvania, and then November 26, 1997 in the United States. <laughs> that was one of the facts that was on Wikipedia. Uh, then we have the runtime, 93 minutes, a budget of $80 million, and a box office of $178 million. Holy shit. That's making a lot of damn money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had no, okay, so I did not know about the John Hughes thing. Yeah, that was crazy, and actually makes a lot of sense to one of the the points I'll bring up in our in one of our segments. Okay. Which is going to be going to be the second second of the the next three segments. The next the next segment for us for everyone at home watching listening, we're gonna break it up between the good, the bad. <laughs> And the ugly, where the good will be where we share our things that we liked about the movie. The bad, obviously, will be where we share our dislikes about the movie. And the ugly will be where I will read some of my favorite reviews from Letterboxd, the uh, movie rating app. So if we want to talk about the good. All right, this is the good. My favorite, the good for me, one of the goods for me. I guess I have two that really stood out. One would be <laughs> the beginning of the movie with that fucking Rune Goldberg or whatever machine. Yeah. 
I wanted one of those things so bad. Like I wanted a device that where I woke up in the morning and put my shoes on and I slid down the bed and I had my clothes on or like, or the breakfast thing or just some insane device. Like you, you wake up and you smash your alarm, but that hits a hammer, which hits a bowling ball down a ramp, which starts the car or something crazy. Like everybody wanted yeah. one of those things. Right. Yeah. They've been done done a lot in movies in mm-hmm. in Goonies, Home Alone, a bunch of different stuff. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now Flubber. Now Flubber. Another one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> so I watched this movie three times. Uh, <laughs> the part that so I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. Right. So a lot yeah. of it I just totally forgot about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely lose my mind every single time where. It, he so he makes flubber he goes to show he, he misses his fucking wedding for like the fifth time in a row or something yeah it was the the third time yeah so he goes to show his uh the woman i can't remember her name of course i don't know <laughs> he puts the flubber in his back pocket he's hanging out of the fucking window and he falls out of the window but the flubber shoots out of his pocket mm-hmm. he smashes onto the ground all I, I laughed so hard because all I could imagine if I were to fall out of a second story window uh, flat onto my back, I would shatter like a mirror. Like I would be into a million pieces. <laughs> I would not be able to walk yeah. ever again. I'd be fucking paralyzed. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. No. <laughs> like at the slightest. Dude, so like sometimes I hurt my back from bending over. Like not even yeah. picking stuff up or you know, exercising or whatever, just simply bending over to tie my shoe or pick something up off the ground, like, and I'll stand back and be like, oh, my fucking back. <laughs> like, I would be dead, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are both good good moments in the movie. Um, one, one moment that had me dying laughing, which, like, I think for the most part, the scene went on a little bit too long with the basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. But the point where he, like, rubs the, cleans the shoes down with the towel... And now he throws it and it bounces and it hits the bad guy in the face. I was dying laughing and I don't even know why. I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing. And then um, another part or another part that was uh, really funny in the movie was when when like they first get Flubber out and he throws it and it's like bouncing all over and going to like different people's houses and stuff like that. That I think is pretty funny too. That had such big 90s energy when it like it did it comes through the window and it goes directly at that kid and he's like "Ah!" and then he falls backward (laughs) like and then he the way he shoots up he's like he has that looks like such a fucking 90s commercial like that could be a Capri Sun commercial yes it could be yeah Yeah, that's so true Um, a commercial for water balloons like (laughs) it was yeah it's perfect yeah. Any anything with the actual like like ge- like gelatin flubber that you see, like where it's the actual like CG creature, mm-hmm. I think is just great in this movie, including like the the end fight scene where like they're just bouncing all over the place and flubber's going everywhere and it shoots down the one guy's mouth and then it shoots out his butt and his butt like explodes and he falls over and it just goes out the window. <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know that actor's name, but that's the dude that plays um, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... It's um, I have his name. Oh, I can't remember his name. 
But he was he will forever be Shooter McGavin. So yeah, Shooter McGavin gets Christopher it. McDonald, I believe, is his name. <laughs> Flubber shoots out of his yeah. butt so hard it kills him. I, when, <laughs> like probably the third time when I was watching it, I, I was like, I was on and I was like on my phone, and when that scene comes up, all I can imagine would was like, imagine your mouth is wide open and a bug flies into it. And then it bounces around on your insides, makes its way through your intestines, and then shoots out your butt. Like <laughs> that would, that would be so fast too, uh, and it happens so quickly. In the movie, he, the flubber must have gone in his mouth directly through all of his organs, like just rifled through, and then out his butt through his pants, kills him. Like he's fucking dead. <laughs> he has he's internal bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that <laughs> fucking movie. Holy shit! It was yeah. It's very funny. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I think those were the the parts that really stood out to me that were like really good. Um, yeah, I think I think another part like not like super funny or anything like that, but the part where um, Weibo dies, mm-hmm. I think is really really impactful. And I think for like a kids movie, it's really well done. Honestly, now it's not going to have as much of an impact on us, like as adults watching it. But I think, like, as kids and stuff like that, it, it's uh, for that that particular audience. I think it works works well for what it what it does, what it is. Yeah, I could. Uh, I don't, when I was little, I don't really remember. You watch it for for Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the things for the bad is that stuck that stood out to me, as we'll get to in a minute, but. Yeah, when I don't remember that part at all when I was a little like when I rewatched the movie, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I didn't re- I didn't really remember it either, but I have to imagine like for kids that's something that stands out like when they're wa- actually watching the movie. Yeah. And then like when they're done they're like Green Flower and then run away and do something else. <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> thing they're doing is spraying Windex on their shoes and trying to bounce through the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> uh, all right, do you want to get into the bad? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the, the bad. Uh, okay, so the bad for for me. It I don't know where to put this one because I, it was also a good, but it's also <laughs> a bad. Okay. The bad guys, the two main bad guys, other than Shooter McGee, yeah. like the two henchmen. Yeah. The one dude. Is the bad guy in Pet Cemetery Two, and the other one is fucking the bad guy from Sounds of the Lambs. And so every time he spoke, that's all I could picture is him saying like, "Uh, uh, was she a great big fat person?" Like when, like that's I can only picture him as a dude from from Sounds of the Lambs. Which one? Um, which one's the one in Sounds of the Lambs again? Which the dude, uh, is it Clancy Brown or the other one? I can't remember his name. Because he's one, the one henchman, right? Yeah. So is he the bald one or the one with hair? Ooh, he might be the fuck. Let me just double check, so I'm not giving out, <laughs> you know, false information here. Um, right. Yeah. Because, like, I I agree with you that, um, like those two are both very interesting characters. I think that it makes a lot of sense looking at the credits now. But I think the direct ripoffs of Marvin Harry from uh, from Home Alone, yes, and the part where they're going through and they're just getting beaten up by like the the bouncing bowling ball and golf ball, yes, 
Yeah. That 100% Home Alone energy. Like, mm-hmm. the two right, bad yeah. guys are outside the house, and that, that bowling ball bounces off the ground 100 feet in the air. Dude gets hit in the head like 15 times. He should also be paralyzed. <laughs> He's totally fine. Yeah, because they... Because they fall the exact same way like they do in um, Home Alone and a shot and stuff like that, where they kick their legs out from under yeah. and fall on their back. Yes, yes. That sort of thing. So I was watching it. I'm like, they are like basically just ripping off Home Alone here. And then I was, and then like I'm like, oh yeah, John, John Hughes wrote Home Alone. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm like that Ted would make sense. Ted Levine is his name. Ted Levine. He's the dude from Sons of the Lambs. Clancy Brown is Pet Cemetery too. Mm-hmm. Clancy Brown, I believe, also Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. Whoa, didn't know that. As well as he's one of the cops in Detroit Become Human. Not that I ever finished that game. I didn't finish it either. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that game. I just never finished it. Um. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so that was the one bad, like the main bad for me. The other bad would maybe be. Uh, just being an adult and watching it, it doesn't have the same effect as like Robin Williams being so over the top. Robin Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that. It doesn't it doesn't nearly have the same effect it would as a very kid. Because mm-hmm. like watching it, I'm like, at the beginning, I'm like, this is just so over the top. And like what I put down in my notes while watching it was, he feels like Dory, <laughs> like in the yes. beginning, where he had, he just doesn't have short-term memory <laughs> he's all over the place and like just every movement that he makes is so exaggerated like he's just uh he's robin Wood- oh for the good i forgot about this one for the good but when he walks into that class where they're doing like the the painting yes like i cracked yes. up about that it goes on for so fucking long because it is until he like moves the chalkboard <laughs> that, like he realizes it because he goes and he's talking he sees the naked people he sees the class like drawing and everything like that and he's like yeah he the he picks up the fruit and he goes this isn't gonna get you extra credit and he puts it back down and, like that, i love that part so i should have said that for the good but i forgot about it until yeah right now. i forgot about it <laughs> um and then i think the last bad part for me would be just like Okay, so he makes Flubber, whatever. It's like a sentient being, and it you know it knows stuff, whatever. They completely gloss over the robot that can float around and has its own thinking brain and can do all these different fucking crazy things. Just, oh, that's yeah, that's just the thing that I have. Like that yeah. should be the technology that we're all going for, not the Flubber. Right. Yeah. Well, the flubber, I think they focus on because it has a more universal use than being a personal assistant. Yeah, but you we can basically put that have floating we... technology. You can put that into cars. What they kind of do with the flubber? Yeah, why don't they do that with just the? It doesn't make sense. You're you're poking holes in the movie. Right? I know. I really am prodding it. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I like it. I like. I think it's so strange, but I, I like the, the fact that she makes Weebo after she dies. She makes um makes them a child. <laughs> Robin Williams' character a child. It's a little. It's all the best parts of me and a little bit of you. <laughs> it's my daughter. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's very creepy because it's the holographic woman that she creates to be like, be like his mate or what 
<laughs> yeah, the creepy hollow woman freaks me out too. Because who is that person? <laughs> like, uh, she was creating the computer. <laughs> that's so fucking creepy. By a bunch of magazine, magazine uh, clips. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other bad? No, I think I think I I got my biggest stuff. I think at the beginning it's a little bit too over the top for me, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but other than that, yeah, I really really like the movie, and I thought it was pretty. Um, it's an enjoyable, enjoy, it's an enjoyable movie. I feel it. I would agree. All right, let's get into my favorite one, The Ugly. Now this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna read these. You can't see them, but the people at home will be able to see it. Okay, cool. So I've got several. <laughs> Several screenshots here, and I'll bring up the first one. So the first one is by uh, user Lee, uh, who posts for Flubber1997. One star, there is a Flubber Mambo. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you got to love the Flubber Mambo. <laughs> Flubber Ma- there is a Flubber Mambo, one star. All right. So it should one. be. I feel like there should be, like, that should give it five stars if there's a Flubber Mambo. <laughs> The, when I get to the last two reviews, there's a there's a whole thing about it. All right, so oh, this, God. this next review for Flubber comes from user Charlie, who gives it half, just half, half a star. And uh, this person's review is, okay, so my general reaction to this film as an adult was, okay, what the fuck, question mark. To the point where when the Flubber dancing scene came, I nearly pissed myself laughing <laughs> because... Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a good chuckle out of this one too because yeah, you, I forgot about that the dancing scene like completely. When I was little, that was like, oh, this is the fucking funniest part in the whole movie. Yeah, well, I watched the movie in two parts and I kind of forgot about like the actual flubber creature part of it because <laughs> I watched it like a while ago when we were actually going to record and then like it got nice weather out. I'm like, eh, <laughs> I'm going to be outside and then. Yeah. I, I finished watching it today, and I'm like, there there wasn't enough of the flubber creature. And, like, all we get is, like, it bouncing around and then the mambo. <laughs> He's, yeah, that's all you – you only see him as a bouncy ball, um, a Windex spray bottle, or him dancing. Okay, and then this, these last two reviews fucking cracked me up, and there are so many like this. All right, God. so we have one from Wim Wham, who gives it half a star. And another from Kyle. Oops, I turned on the ugly. Hang on. Uh, whoops. I am fucking it up. Okay. And the other from uh, Kyle, who just said, doesn't even give it a, a star or even half a star. Both of them just say flubber. <laughs> <laughs> there were like probably 15 reviews with varying stars that would just give it, that would just say flubber in the review. And I, Oh my god, I was laughing so hard at those. Oh my god, that's that's insane. Yep, so that that's is it. That's crazy. Um, that's it. That's all I got this week for The Ugly. Um, next week I'll be sure. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so if you have Letterbox out there, people, go write your review, and maybe it'll be featured in The Ugly. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, so now it's time for the third segment. The next seg. Wait, is it the third? The next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Which we are affectionately calling the hit list, where we will rank these films. Yes. And here is no, I... the fuck. <laughs> We've got Cuba Gooding Jr. down here 
from the hit movie The Hit List. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I just got. I have to get my uh, the document open because I decided. I decided this week the graphics they're becoming too too like crazy. So I'm just gonna read the list. Scale it back a little bit. Scale it back a little bit because it's like it's a lot of work because you create the three different graphics and have them all like in various states of <laughs> craziness. So we're gonna start with we will start with the Disney Plus films, which we've seen three Disney Plus films so far. We have at number three, Prince of Persia, number two, Hercules, and number one, Haunted Mansion. Where do you think Flubber falls? Ooh. I would put it ooh. Do I like it more or less than I liked Hercules? I don't think it's... It's certainly not better than Haunted Mansion. No. No. I think as an all-around film, for me at least, I think I, le- I like Hercules more because as an all-around film, it is better. This movie, I think, has funnier moments in it yeah. than Hercules does. But the, the highs are higher, but the lows are lower, I think. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'd put it below Hercules. Below Hercules? Hercules, yeah. so, Hercules. Uh, yes. So, for Disney Plus, that leaves us at number four, Prince of Persia, number three, Flubber, number two, Hercules, and number one, Haunted Mansion. Now, we go to the 2021 movie list. At number nine, we have The Hills Have Eyes 2 remake. We have... Number eight, Shoulder Arms. Number seven, Mile 22. Number six, High Rise. Number five, Hercules. Number four, Odd Thomas. Number three, Wonder Woman 1984. Number two, Basic Instinct. And number one, Yet to be Dethroned, Tenet. I think I would put it above High Rise, below Hercules. Above High Rise, below Hercules. That's that's exactly where I was thinking, too. That's where I think it think it kind of belongs yeah because high rise doesn't make any sense and like it's all it's like an art thing and it's like whatever (laughs) (laughs) where hercules is like that's the upper echelon of yeah i'd agree with that yeah we've got yeah so rounding out the list now it's 2021 we have 10 films we have number 10 the hills of ice 2 remake Number nine, Shoulder Arms. Number eight, Mile 22. Number seven, High Rise. Number six, Flubber. Number five, Hercules. Number four, Odd Thomas. Number three, Wonder Woman 1984. Number two, Basic Instinct. And number one, Tenet. Now moving to our all-time ranking list. This will give us, wherever this ends up, we will have 20 films that we have reviewed on our podcast. So at number 19, The Hills Have Eyes 2 remake. Number 18, Catherine Upside Down. Number 17, Shoulder Arms. Number 16, The Runner. Number 15, Mile 22. Number 14, Conan the Barbarian. Number 13, White Mile. Number 12, High Rise. Number 11, Taxi Driver. Number 10, Prince of Persia. Number 9, Scoob. Number 8, Hercules. Number 7, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 6, Labyrinth. Number 5, Haunted Mansion. Number 4, Basic Instinct. Number 3, Odd Thomas. Number 2, Clue. And number 1, Tenet. Woo! What do you think? Where do you think it ends up? I can't believe you you read that thing every time. 
and very rarely do you stumble. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I think I'm gonna stick it again underneath Hercules. Underneath Hercules, above Scoob. Oh, see, I think I think I'd put it below Scoob and above Prince of Persia, for me. But it's tough to say because, like, I think any given day I could I could flop on that though. It's a tough thing. Yeah, now that I'm really, I I like Scoob a lot more than yeah, Flubber. just because it has like little you know like Easter eggs from all the shows or whatever, and which is really like, mm. yeah, it's just got more more in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. I put it underneath, underneath Scoob. Do we have? Can I see the list? Like, can I see the? Yeah, let me share the screen with you. Uh, my camera turned off. That was interesting. Oh, okay. Well, oh, we can't even see the list. It's not even appearing on here. Why is it not appearing? Can you see anything, or just a white screen? Just a white screen. Ah, man. We're gonna do it this way then. We're gonna change windows. We are going to. Hey man, what's up? Hey, yeah, what's up? We'll try it this way. I I make the process that it'll work. Okay. I broke the matrix. Nope. Still not the document we want. There's the document. Can you see it? Can you see it? Yeah. This, I, okay. dude, the video portion of this looks insane. Cause it's, I'm, it's insane. I'm behind the hit list. You have this over here up in the corner, but there's like, you know, like, like windowed in. All right, here we go. Yeah. So this is our, this is our top 20 films for now available yeah, all time. We have number 20, The Hills Have Ice 2, number 19, Captain Upside Down, number 18, Shoulder Arms, number 17, The Runner, number 16, Mile 22, number 15, Conan the Barbarian, number 14, White Mile, number 13, High Rise, number 12, Taxi Driver, number 11, Prince of Persia, number 10, Flubber, number 9, Scoob, number 8, Hercules, number 7, Wonder Woman 1984, number 6, Labyrinth, number 5, Haunted Mansion, number 4, Basic Instinct, number 3, Ad Thomas, number 2, Clue, and number 1, Tenet. Looks that cool. is what we've got right now for, hit list for our right ranking there. list. And now, Ricky, where will we enter next? <laughs> the next, the next <laughs> segment that we have. This the best segment of the whole show. This is the reason why we're all here, right? This is the movie yes. selection. We're mm-hmm. brief. We're gonna hit roulette. We're gonna hit right. We're gonna spin the wheel, right? Um, what three times next? Three times, but the two of us will be in cages. <laughs> Cage match. <laughs> this looks so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, we will God. enter the Thunderdome. We are in the. Th- we are Thunderdomed right now. This week, with <laughs> with being Thunderdomed. Oh no, he's gone! Oh no! (laughs) 
Hello? Hello? <laughs> what happened? No, you can't hear can't... me? Oh, no, can you hear me? Okay, cool. Cool. I'm back. <laughs> Dude, what is happening today? Chaos. Pure chaos. My camera never turns off. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Number one, Mud with Matthew McConaughey. Wait, where are we where are we watching? What are we watching? HBO Max. Okay. We HBO are in Max. the Thunderdome with HBO Max. We've entered the dome. We've entered the dome. So we have number one is Mud. Number two. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh. This is already going to be a stacked week. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. No bias. I haven't seen either of these movies. You haven't seen either of them? Mm-mm. I, I, I haven't seen Mud. I've seen Mask of the Phantasm. And the way back, the 2020 film with Ben Affleck. Whoa. We've got We've got some big, uh, big stuff here. We, we can choose from. It's tough to it's tough to say what to go with. Yeah, that one's tough because I haven't seen any of those. I've seen Mask of the Phantasm, but that's that's it. What was the way back about? It's like Ben Affleck's like an alcoholic, like um, basketball coach. My camera turned off again. <laughs> What in the hell is going on? This is just complete and under chaos. Oh, my camera's super hot. What the fuck? (laughs) We killed your camera, Ricky. I'm sorry. Let me go turn the fan on it real quick. What in the world? Wanna know what we're gonna have to do for your camera now that now that it's dead? Oh god. We're gonna have a Viking funeral for it. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, well I don't think it's gonna turn back on, so we might have to finish this with me just uh blanked out. This has happened before too. Like wasn't like the yeah. first episode? <laughs> the first episode, yeah, I died in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, that can't um, turn back on. Yeah, so we have we have the option of either Mud the Way Back or Batman Mask of the Phantasm. What uh what do you think we should go with? Um I like the Way Back just cuz it's the newest of the 3. Okay. Okay. Um, I really have no opinion cuz I haven't seen any of them, so it'll all be a surprise. Right, yeah. That's the thing is like Batman Batman's obviously Batman. We kind of know know what that'll or at least what to expect from that. Mm-hmm. But the other two we don't. So I I'm good with going the way with the way back if you want to go the way back. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do the way back. The way back for next week. So for those of you listening at home or watching on YouTube or whatever whatever you're however you're getting us, um next week we will return to review the way back on HBO Max, so please check out that and come back write ricky a letterbox review and all that that good stuff um ricky you got anything else you'd like to say to the people today um 
No, just uh, go outside, enjoy the weather. Um, if it's nice out where you're at, um, you know, stay away from other people, watch some movies, read a book, I don't care, do it. Eat, eat some fruit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for me. Nice. So you can find me at HowardAK88 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Stardom Studios for the latest information on this podcast, as well as other podcasts um, that might be coming coming Starroom Studios away. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and Ricky, where can, where can the good folks find you at? You can find me at Ritz Khalifa um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, oh, and, and formerly TikTok. TikTok. And formerly TikTok and on Twitch, where I haven't streamed in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Letterboxd. I don't remember what my name is. I think we talked about this last time. It's Wrench with a... Isn't it Wrench with an R or something like yeah, that? Yeah, R-E-N-C-H, Wrench. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we're all... Like I said, I'll go through and read You know, some people's reviews. I might even put some reviews up myself. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's it. That's all I got for me. So make sure you like, subscribe, share. Let all the people know uh, about what we've got for you. And until next time, Ricky. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>